The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. This year, build your credit history with the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. No credit checks to apply. Get started at Chime.com slash build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Chime checking account and 200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply. Are you ready? Hey, you think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. To the masters, break it down. They generate into something fool. We just got tired of doing what you're going to do. That's a break, boy. Yeah, that's a break, little man. Break it down. DFS. DJ Nation, what is up? What is happening? We are on to week four and a slate that is interesting, I guess. Uh, there's doesn't seem like there's a ton of like great paths right now. There's some obvious ones with, you know, when you look at the totals for this week, uh, you have the this chart or the Chargers and Raiders game that has a 48 and a half point total. But then you also have the Dolphins and Bills game that has a 53 and a half point total. And that's Kind of, because <laughs> then after that, I mean, you got games like the the Broncos and Bears game that has a forty six and a half point total. Actually, was in bet up uh, by two points already. And then you have the Colts and the Rams that is up to forty six as well. And then you also have the Vikings and Panthers that has a forty six and a half point total as well. So those are kind of the biggest point movers. But you, then you have the Forty ers who have the highest implied team total this week at twenty nine. But that total is only a, 40, a 44 and a half because they are playing the Arizona Cardinals. So right now, I mean, I think for the most part, I think most people are going to look to build through the two games of the Chargers and Raiders and as well as the Dolphins and the Bills. Because the, But I will say this. When you're talking about this Bills game, it is hard because these players are all priced up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you're talking about Josh Allen, who is – uh, $8,200. Tua is $7,400. If you want to get a pair him with the wide receivers, you have Tyreek at 92. Diggs is 81. I mean, so there's not a lot of like ways that it, I feel like if you build that way, your teams are a lot of these teams are going to be very similar and it's going to be critical and getting different if that's the direction you want to go. But I, so I guess Maddie starting this thing off, like, is there a different direction that you want to go or you can see yourself going outside of these two kind of core games of the slate? I mean, I really like Rams and, and Colts myself. Um, you know, both teams have been playing fast this year uh, and you get a pretty funneled offense on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, we know it's going to be Puka 2-2 and Kyron on the Rams side and on the, the Colts side that you pretty much have Anthony Richardson serving us as the running back and quarterback. Um, with a little bit of Zach Moss mixed in on the ground. Um, but also through the air, it's going to be uh, pretty much Pittman and Downs. 
so I really like that game for a game stack. Um, you know, I think that's one of the sneakier ones. Neither the Rams or Indy play play good defense, um, especially the Colts. I mean, we saw C.J. Stroud two weeks ago hang 380 uh, and a couple of tutties on on the Colts D. And so Stafford's actually had a you know a big year um, from a yardage standpoint to start the year. Both both weeks one and two, he was over the 300 yard mark. Um, and the the Rams were actually moving the ball. They had a couple drops, um, and they looked semi decent against the Bengals. And and on the road in Cincinnati is a tough place to play. So, um, you know, I'm kind of glad that the Rams, you know, didn't look amazing against Cincy because I think we I think we're going to get you know five percent Matt Stafford here at at 5700, uh, and and Puka's only 6700 himself, and Tutu's 5600 as well. So. Um, it's a very affordable, you know, stack there. And then even Kyron Williams is only 6K. So you can pretty much, you know, get the Rams entire offense. Um, and, and Tyler Higby was popped up with, as questionable or, yeah, questionable. He didn't practice today. So, you know, if he misses as well, um, you know, that's even just more concentration on that offense. So um, with how bad the Indy defense has been, especially through the air, uh, I really, really like the, the, the passing attack of the Rams this week. Um, in um, in that game against Indy. So that's somewhere I'm going to look, uh, definitely would have a ton of interest playing Richardson on the other side of the ball. Um, the only other guys I think I've considered, uh, I mean, you have to have interest in fields against the Broncos just with how bad the Broncos defense has been. And, and yes, I know it's, I know they just gave up 70 to the freaking dolphins, but the dolphins are arguably the best offense in the NFL right now, but you go back and look at weeks one and weeks two, um, you know, Jimmy G threw through for a couple touchdowns and, and Jacoby Myers had a monster game against, against Denver in week one. And then week two, Sam Howell came up and, and hung like 35 on him. So it hasn't just been, you know, two. it's been Jimmy G and Sam Howell as well. So, um, I do think, you know, if there was a, if there was ever a spot for, for fields in the bears offense to get going, it has to be this one. So, um, I definitely think, you know, that game's interesting. There shouldn't be much defense played there. Um, the only defense that's going to be played is the offense beating themselves. So uh, I think both of those games are really interesting. And like you said, I mean, you have to have interest in, in Buffalo and Miami, right? Cause it's a, it's 53 and a half total highest total game of the week, but man, all of the, all of the pieces are priced so high except for the running backs. The running backs are kind of interesting. We can kind of talk to it when we get to the running back position. But um, as far as like passing attacks, I just don't know that I can pay, you know, 8k for Josh Allen if he's not going to run the ball this year, because I know you mentioned he's crushed Miami in the past and that's typically because they, they play a ton of man coverage and he gives him ability to run. But I mean, he's had like, I think five designed runs this entire season so far through three weeks. And last year he averaged five a game. So I, I do have some concerns with, you know, how Allen's being used this year um, compared to, to last year for, you know, fantasy purposes. Um, but if they get into a shootout with Miami, you know, Allen most likely is going to be out there trying to run around and make plays happen and, and definitely could see an uptick in usage with his legs. So you have to have interest in Allen here. Um, but I think I'm going to side with going the cheaper route at QB um, and playing one of Richardson or Stafford is likely where I'm going to end up. And then um, it's uh, for you. I know it's uh, Jameis Winston, Jameis Winston week, right? I mean, I don't know. No, not against the Bucks. Um, <laughs> I, 
I think, I mean, I agree with most of the points that you made here in terms of, you know, t- attacking these off or what offenses that you should look to attack. You didn't mention Russell Wilson on the other side of that game. Um, I, I do think that you, we can definitely attack this better's defense. This yeah. better's defense is dreadful pretty much across the board so far uh, this this week or this year. They are, they allow the uh, fifth most uh, DK points to the position, and they just haven't been able to stop anybody. They can't stop anybody through the air. They can't stop anybody on the ground. And so I, I think this could be a really good, you know, not necessarily a get-right spot because I think Russell Wilson has been kind of negatively affected by how bad their defense is, and people say that how bad he's been. But it's really not his fault that their defense is so dreadful, uh, you know, to allow 70 points. And then not even that, like you mentioned, you know, they also allowed the 35 to the fucking commanders. Like, like I, I just don't know you can put that on him. So I do think this is a really strong spot for him as well if you want to go with him. And he's only $5,800. And so it's pretty cheap in a matchup against the Bears. So I do think this game, you know, has obviously shootout potential because of just how bad both of these defenses are. I also think Brock Purdy could be an option at $5,900. Arizona hasn't really been just, it's not like they've just been getting rolled over, right? I mean, they won last week against your Cowboys. I uh, didn't want to bring it up, but, you know, just have to mention it. Uh, the, you know, in the game, but then they also really should have won the week prior against the Giants, had a huge lead and fumbled it at the end. And so, like, and I think week Brock one Purdy, against and week one against Washington. Yeah. And so they've been in every game they played. And so yep. if they can keep it closed, that's what we want. And that's where you'd want to target like a Brock Purdy and then build a stack through Debo or Brandon Ayuk if he makes it back this week. Because if you're able to do that, and then, you know, he is also a very cheap option. And Brock Purdy has played really well so far to start the, start the year. And, you know, week one, you know, against Pittsburgh, he put up 17.8. But a lot of that was just because they kind of steamrolled him early in that game and didn't really have to do a lot in the second half. And then you have the Rams game, who didn't do a ton. But then, you know, against the Giants last week, put up 23.3. And so, I mean, 300 yards and, you know, a couple tutties is definitely in the range of possibilities for him. And so, and they also, like I mentioned, they have the highest implied team total on this slate. And so I do think Brock Purdy at $5,900, I think, is, is another different option we could look towards. And then lastly, hate to say it, but Andy Dalton, he's only $5,100. He came off a big game last week where he put up 26 DK points. You know, they, they take on a Minnesota Vikings team that has allowed the third most DK points on the season. Their defense is not good. They, they've they been better against the run. Uh, but against the pass, they've also allowed the third most uh, DK points to wide receivers as well. So uh, well, you know, I, hate to, you, I hate to burst your bubble, but I think Bryce Young's going to play. I hope not, because I, I think Bryce... He's already off the injury report. He doesn't even have a Q tag. <laughs> well, never mind. We're out on that. Hey, you can still play him. You're just going to not get any points. But, man, I liked where you were going with that, too. Yeah, it felt good. Not now. Minnesota... Yeah, Minnesota's awful. I, I, I still have interest in Thielen, though, I think, from there. I don't know. And it's just Bryce Young has looked awful. Like he's 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 looked terrible so far. I mean, I know he's a rookie, so you gotta give a little bit of a pass. Minnesota is doo-doo. They they are, but I don't know. I I don't know. I'm not I, I'm not playing Bryce Young though at fifty two hundred dollars. I had interest in Andy Dalton. Yeah, no, give me Stafford at five fifty seven hundred before I play any freaking Bryce Young. And then I guess, what about Kenny Pickett? Did you have, if you were going to pay down, would you have any interest in Kenny? I mean, he bounced back in a pretty big way last week, uh, you know, against the Raiders um, in that game. Would you have any interest in something like that at $5,100 going against the Texans? Uh, no. They, they they like to run the ball too much. 
Like they'll they'll just turn around and hand it off to Najee and Warren. I think too much for me to have interest and in. and Houston's actually had an an okay pass defense this year. They've just been abysmal on the ground. So yeah, and then I guess what any interest in C.J. Stroud on the other side? I mean, we just saw Jimmy Garoppolo hang three what almost three hundred and fifty yards. Yeah. on the on the Steelers defense. I mean, and, you ha- you have to have interest, right? I mean, the, with how many how much he's throwing and, and Tank Dell looks like the real deal. And a, I don't know why he's priced 4600 this this week either. I mean, he's just a free he's a free click again. He I mean, I, I'm not calling him Antonio Brown, but god, he really, he looks a lot like Antonio Brown with the routes that he runs and and his ability to just get open. And like it's like he's just open every play. And the dude, it's not like this is out of nowhere either. Like the guy absolutely shredded college football. And he's just produced at, at every stop so far. And, and now he's doing it in his rookie year. And um, I mean, Stroud's able to give him the football. So you have to have interest in Stroud, right? It, because if Stroud has a good game, you know where it's going. Cause it's Nico, it's Nico and tank. And there's not really anybody else involved there. So um, the stack is so consolidated that, if Stroud does well, your whole stack is is very likely to do well. And it's cheap, too. <clears throat> yeah. Lastly, the last guy I did want to bring up is Joe Burrow. Tennessee, you do not run the ball against Tennessee. You can throw on them all day. Their pass defense is absolutely dreadful. Would you have... I mean, I know Joe Burrow hasn't looked fantastic um, even last week. But... This feels like, I mean, eventually he's going to go off and he's going to have a huge game and nobody's going to play him. And this feels like that type of matchup because they are a team, like I said, that you really want to throw the uh, throw the ball against. You do not really – you can't run a big against them at all. Like, they they have been absolutely elite against the run. Like, nobody's been able to run the football against them so far this year. And so, like, I think as a contrarian option, I think, I think as a very low-owned option, I know he's 6,500, but – like Joe Burrow does feel like somebody that could, you know, kind of break the slate a little bit in this matchup that nobody's going to have. I mean, uh, I just, he, he just doesn't look right to me. And I just don't know if his ceiling, not being able to get the ball down the field, he's going to have to rely on yards after catch, which Jamar Chase absolutely can do. But it's it's the big plays down the field to T. Higgins. Like, what did T. Higgins have in week one? He had eight targets and no catches. And, that you know, there was a ton of them down the field. And they just couldn't connect. And, and Burrow's not able to, able to drive the ball. You know, I mean, they did beat the Rams. And, you know, Chase, Chase obviously smashed. But a lot of Chase's usage was, you know, five to ten yards from the line of scrimmage. It wasn't anything deep, you know. And, and he was just getting open and, and winning his, you know, winning his one, one-on-ones. And... I mean, Burrow just kept peppering him over and over again, you know, on those short targets. So I almost like Chase by himself without Burrow, which is weird because usually, you know, when you play Chase for his ceiling, it's because he's going for 200 yards in a score. And usually Burrow's throwing for, you know, 350 and a couple of scores when he does that. But I don't know. I just think the usage is a little bit different right now with dealing with Burrow's injury, his calf. Yeah, I mean, what we saw last week was of on that Monday night game was a lot of short intermediate routes yeah. type stuff, just trying to get the ball out of his hands as quickly mm-hmm. as possible. I mean, T. Higgins did screw him over some. I mean, because there were some just ugly drops by T. Higgins in that game, uh, so that obviously didn't help him. But 
I don't know. I just thought he was kind of a he's kind of an interesting name to look at at sixty five hundred dollars. Eventually, Joe Burrow and this Bengals offense is going to figure it out and start to get on track a little bit here. Um, and wouldn't surprise me if this is the type of matchup that we see then, because I just don't think they're going to be trying to run the football all that much because they're not going to have any success. Yeah. No, I, I, and I totally agree. I mean, if the Bengals smash, it's definitely going to be Burrow. So, I mean, you absolutely can get exposure there. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to play Burrow. Yeah. All right. Well, that being said, I mean, I think I'm just really just kind of asking a bunch of questions, a bunch of players that. <laughs> yeah. You know. It's a, it's, I, I just, it just feels like an, a pretty straightforward um, slate for me. It's, you know, attacking the couple. I mean, it's going to be the obvious spots, but, you know, attacking those, those, those spots and I guess trying to be a little, little bit different with how you do it. But, but yeah, I mean, you, we can, you can at- attack some of these little off the wall spots like Houston. Um, because if you do get a big game, you know, they're cheap and, and you know where the production's coming from. So I don't hate plays like that. Um, cause you, you don't really need them to score 30 for that play to work out. So, whereas if you play like, you know, the bills when they're all, all the, all their guys are eight K you know, you, you need those guys to absolutely go nuclear. So it's an interesting slate for sure. Absolutely. All right, let's, let's go ahead and let's just jump over to running backs. Um, I think we've kind of talked enough about these quarterbacks and I think it's pretty obvious the ones that you definitely want to play and the ones that you can kind of avoid here. Um, so let's jump over to the running back position. You obviously have Christian McCaffrey, who is finally priced above nine K he's $9,200. We do have Austin Eckler, who's gotten in a couple of limited practices. I don't know if he will play or not in this game. It's it's going to be a little bit tough. I don't know if you really want to rush him back in a matchup against the Raiders, the Raiders, that a game that they should be able to win without Austin Eckler. But I will mention Joshua Kelly has been absolutely dreadful in, in a couple of starts without Austin Eckler. But we'll have to monitor Austin Eckler, like I said, his situation if you, if he's going to play or not. But He's 8,500. Then you have Pollard at 78, Josh Jacobs at 7,100, Derrick Henry, 7K. And then the 6K uh, running backs are Mostert, Mixon, uh, James Cook, Ramondre Stevenson, Alvin Kamara, who's finally back from his suspension, and Kyron Williams, who is 6K, as well as Zach Moss, who's also 6K. So at least in the upper tier of running backs, does anybody stand out to you? Are you going to be willing to pay up for this $9,200 for Christian McCaffrey in a smash spot against the Arizona Cardinals? Or I guess how you if you're planning on playing a lot of the Bills and the Chargers or the Bills and the Char- Bills and the Dolphins, I, it's going to be really hard to pay up for Christian McCaffrey. So running back is bad enough this week that I think McCaffrey at 9200 makes sense. Most weeks I would say no, I'm out on McCaffrey at 9200. But <laughs> when you get down this list, man, it's running back is disgusting this week. It's it's pretty bad. Um, I do have interest in the running backs in the Miami and, and Buffalo game. Um, you know, James Cook is getting insanely elite usage between the twenties, but once he gets into the red zone, um, you know, it's Latavius Murray, it's Damian Harris. It's not really James Cook, but I will say that doesn't mean his ceiling is gone because if James Cook, you know, scores from 25 yards out, you know, that's a 25-yard rushing touchdown. So, yes, he's not getting the the one-yard, two-yard, three-yard carries at the goal line, but that doesn't mean he still can't score. So, I definitely have James Cook interest for for his usage, um, you know, before they get to the red zone, including pass game usage. Um, and, and the Dolphins' backs as well. I think I think we could see Miami 
you know, have really good success running the ball again for a third straight week here. You know, they obliterated New England on the ground. They obliterated the Broncos last week on the ground. Um, and now they kind of have a two, two-headed two attack with, uh, what is it, A-chan? A-chan? A-chan, yeah. So, uh, A-chan and Mostert. So, um, you know, I think both of those guys are in play. Um, so, that game's interesting from from playing the running backs, which is leverage off of, you know, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Um, and then Kyron Williams is an absolute lock for me. I, I will start every team I have, you know, every team that I play this week, I would have played Kyron Williams. He does not come off the field. The matchup's good against Indy. He's heavily utilized in the pass game. He gets the goal line carries. I, I just would play him. He's 6K. Uh, click click the button and move on. Um, so those are the guys. It's going to – I can already see, you know, the decision point is going to be coming down to, you know, paying up for like Devontae Adams or Keenan Allen or Christian McCaffrey because running back is just so bad that, you know, McCaffrey's 25 points at running back can go a long way for you this week. Yeah, so I think when we talk about the running back position – I think there's some players that you could target that haven't broken out yet, that haven't done a lot, but are in great matchups, and the usage is there for them. So Josh Jacobs would be one, right? Against the against the Chargers, he has played 80% of the snaps. He's the absolute workhorse in this backfield. 71% of the rush attempts uh, is what he is handling right now. He's running 57% of the routes. He is eighth. He has the eighth highest target per route run rate among all running backs so far, uh, and. Uh, the Chargers' run defense hasn't been great this year. They allowed the 12th most rushing yards, the 9th most rushing touchdowns, and the 13th most DK points to the position. And so the the usage is absolutely there for Josh Jacobs to smash. He's only he's still only I mean he's 7100 dollars. He is a little bit expensive. He obviously hasn't done a ton yet. So I do think you could look at somebody like a Josh Jacobs as an option if you're wanting to kind of pivot off that high price of Christian McCaffrey in a matchup against the Cardinals, and then. I think some other, uh, you know, just at least intriguing options uh, would be DeAndre Swift against the Commanders. And I know this isn't a great matchup. The Commanders have actually been good against, uh, at least decent against the run this year. Uh, But Swift is only $5,700. And if you look, uh, I mean, at Swift, he has back-to-back 100-yard games. He had, I mean, last week against a really, really good Bucks defense, uh, run defense. He had 16 carries for 130 yards in that game. He's had over 305 rushing yards over his last two games. Now, Gainwell did come back last week, and he did have 14 carries in his return, but he only managed uh, 48 total yards. But like like I said with the Commanders, I mean, they've allowed the 17th most rushing yards, uh, but they are top 10 in yards per carry uh, allowed to opposing running backs, and they have allowed the 12th most rushing touchdowns as well. So it's not it's not a terrible matchup for him. It's, it's actually better than what he faced last week. And $5,700 feels pretty cheap for a guy that I think has a pretty high ceiling in a matchup against the commanders here. So I do think at $5,700 Swift is another name that you could definitely take a look at. And then I think past that, you know, you you kind of brought up a Zach Moss, I think is also, I mean, he continues to see a heavy amount of this workload here in this backfield in the, in the game since he's been back. Um, He's pretty much handling all of the work. Uh, in this backfield, and he's also being involved in the passing game, which is at obviously a big time plus as well. And he, so I, I don't think if you wanted to go there, I think you could look at somebody like that against this matchup against the Rams. And then if you want to go off the board a little bit, Javante does make some sense here. He's fifty five hundred dollars. 
He's, we're starting to see him creep up a little bit in usage. I think uh, last week he handled 57 or 55% of the uh, running back rush attempts. Obviously, they got the doors blown off of him, so he didn't really have to use them as much, and so he didn't really get as much run as you would like to see him get. And if you've kind of watched any of Javante so far this year, he's actually looking better and better, I think, each game that goes by. And this is a smash matchup against the Chicago Bears, as we know. And so this could be a game that he kind of figures this out and kind of gets right and finally puts up a a pretty solid performance. And he's only $5,500. So I will likely take some shots on Javante Williams at $5,500 against the Bears here and what should be a pretty good game script for him. Yeah, I'm 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 good with playing Javante uh, in this matchup. Um, and then one guy we didn't really touch on, but he's seeing 25 plus touches literally every week is Tony Pollard at 7,800. I feel like nobody just wants to click anybody against New England ever, but New England really will let you do, you know, one. They turn you into a one-dimensional team. So like when they played. When they played Miami, right, they let Miami just run the ball and didn't give up any deep passing. And then when they play the Jets, they stack the box and don't let the Jets run and force them to throw because of Zach Wilson. So I'm curious how they're going to come out and attack Dallas. And and maybe they try to stop Pollard on the ground and force Dak to beat him. But I with the with the weapons that you know Dallas has through the air, I don't know that they can necessarily afford to do that. So I could see I wouldn't be shocked if Pollard has a big game here. Um I mean, with Pollard getting 25 touches a game, I mean, he's pretty much a lock to score 20 points. I mean, he's he's just so efficient with his touches, and, and now you throw in volume. Um, I mean, he gets all the, the high-value stuff and is involved in the pass game and the goal line work and all that. So I think Pollard may get squeezed on ownership because everybody wants to play the, the high-priced high receivers that uh, we'll talk about here in a second. But I think Pollard's definitely interesting. Yeah. I mean, he's he's always going to be interesting with this as incredible uh, of a, a situation that he's in. I think lastly, and maybe it's a little it's a little thin, but Jalen Warren, I think, is also, I think. So if you look at him, he's he's starting to get. He's actually been playing. It's been it's getting more and more to closer to being a split. Like last week, Najee Harris only played fifty two percent of the snaps, so forty three percent of the snaps to Jalen Warren. He is handling more of the rush attempts with uh, 59%, only 27% for Jalen Warren. But where it gets interesting for me is on the pass-catching usage, and that is Jalen Warren ran 47% of the routes last week, and Najee Harris only ran 30% of the routes. And Najee Harris saw 0% targets, uh, 0% target share to a 17% target share last week for Jalen Warren. And so I think that is pretty intriguing. On the season, he is, has a 16% target share and a 32% target per route run rate. And so in a game that feels like it could be a little bit back and forth a little bit here, Jalen Warren is on the cheaper side uh, in terms of uh, as an option at 5K. And so I do think if you want to look there, because it's got to be a matter of time before the Steelers move on. It has to be. Not it has to be. Has looked dreadful. I mean, there wasn't a better matchup you probably could find than against the Raiders last week, and he looked terrible against them. Like yep. he just looks like he's running in quicksand, and he's not explosive. Uh, he's just not good. And Jalen Warren, I mean, like I've kind of been talking about more and more. Like Jalen Warren, this looks like a uh, like almost replica of what we saw last year with the Cowboys, right? Jalen Warren looks like Tony Pollard, super explosive, great pass catcher out of the backfield, and then you have Zeke who comes in and just this plotter. And that's what Najee Harris looks like. And it might even be disrespectful to Zeke last year uh, for, for what yeah. actually 
Najee Harris has done. And so I, I think eventually there's going to come a point where Jalen Warren just kind of starts to pretty much take over this backfield um, or at least, at least gets a, a equal touch share in terms of uh, carries and targets. So that being said, I do think Jalen Warren at 5K, if you're wanting to get a little bit different, pay down a little bit at running back, I think is another option against the Texans. Yeah, and the other, I think that one of the other backfields is kind of in a similar situation as the Bears with Roshan. I think Roshan's going to end up taking over that, and it's a good matchup against Denver this week. So, um, you know, we've seen Roshan get get usage in in games where you know they're trailing a little bit, and they are are essentially going to trail every game for the most part. But I mean, he's he's splitting touches with Herbert, but um, I think Roshan's interesting. You know, if you were playing running out, you know, twenty, fifty, a hundred teams. I don't, I don't disagree either with that. So uh, I'm proud of that too. So, but overall, like I'm not, I'm probably not getting too crazy at the running back. Yeah. Like I do think like Alexander Madison is interesting. We didn't bring him up, but he's $5,800. Like he'd be the other guy. Cause Carolina is dr- really, really, they're really bad, bad against the run. I mean, but Tony Jones scored twice against them. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it's just Alexander Madison has been pretty bad. Like he's just, I mean, 20 carries last week. He did have 93 yards, but he had a lot of I mean, he there was a couple of things that he did that were he absolute, fumbled. Yes. He's fumbled a couple times mm-hmm. and he's just been having more and more issues. And, well, and Cam Akers is going to start to mix in this week too. Yes. So but the matchup is 100% there for for yeah. them for Alexander Madison, but it is a dicey situation to trust. And then I think oh, the other one that I want to mention that I think is going to fly under a lot of people's radars and they're going to see oh this is a matchup against Dallas and I don't want to play him and that's Ramondre Stevenson. And on paper, when you look at the Cowboys, it really does look like it's a really bad matchup for the running backs position here. But if you dig a little bit deeper here, it's the Cowboys have actually been low-key terrible against the run. It's just been game script has allowed them to nobody be able to run the football against it because those first two games, they absolutely blew the doors off both teams they played, so nobody really ran against them. But we saw last week James Conner go for over 100 and a score against them. And if you look... Uh, if you look at, like I said, a little bit under the hood here, while they've had, they've had the third lowest rush attempts against, but they've allowed the second highest yard per carry rate among, uh, among every team in the NFL so far to start the year. And so it's just been teams that just haven't been able to run the football against them. But yeah. when you, when you do, you've definitely been able to do it. And so Ramondre, I do think at $6,200, who's also involved in the passing game. Yes, he was not very good last week, but this is a different matchup that was on the road against the Jets. And like I said, you can run the ball against the uh, against the Cowboys. And so I think this could be a good bounce-back spot for him, utilize him more in the passing game, and he's only $6,200. And for his usage, he should be a running back, in my, in my mind, that's in the 7K range. So I am not afraid of this Cowboys defense in terms of being able to run the football against. Yeah, sixty two hundred is a total. I mean, the matchups baked into that, you know, or what people perceive the matchup to be. So yeah, I'm totally good with Ramondre as well at sixty two hundred. Yeah, so that's kind of where I stand. I'm definitely going to try to get some Christian McCaffrey. I have no problem playing Tony Pollard. I will probably sprinkle in some Josh Jacobs because of the matchup, because of the usage that he sees, and because I think he's going to be low owned. And then I'm going to have some access to James Cook at sixty three hundred dollars and Kyron Williams. And then down here in the five K range, I'm going to play some. Uh, some Javante Williams and maybe mix in a little bit of um, Jalen Warren and DeAndre Swift. I think those would be the the, op- the ways that I would look to go. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins. 
and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This week. All right, let's move over to the wide receiver position. You have Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs, Devonta Adams, Keaton Allen, Jamar Chase, A.J. Brown, Jalen Waddell, Devonta Smith, C.D. Lamb, Chris Olave and Mike Evans, those are all the 7K and above wide receivers. And then in the 6K range, we have uh, Debo Samuel, T. Higgins, uh, Puka Nakua, Jerry Judy, Michael Pittman, Chris Godwin, Brandon Ayuk, Amari Co- and Amari Cooper as, as the 6K and above range here. So obviously at the top, you know, you have Jefferson. Jefferson is creeping towards that 10K price salary. And then you have Tyree Kills with $9,200. So we've kind of hit on the other ones. To me, I think what stands out the most is going to be Keenan Allen at $7,900. He has the same ceiling as Justin Jefferson does, I think. I mean, we we just saw it last week, the, the massive amount of targets that he saw against the Vikings. The 20 targets that he saw is absolutely ridiculous. But who are you looking at here in this upper range? Yeah, it has to be the two guys. Well, I guess three, right? Let's see. Uh, well, Chase at 15. But it's got to be the two guys that saw 20 targets and the one guy that saw 15 last week, right? So Devontae Adams also saw 20 targets last week against Pittsburgh. Uh, and he, he, we know that he still has it. Um, so Adams and Adams and Allen, they're playing against each other, make for a phenomenal mini stack of that game. I mean, they could, they could account for, you know, 60% of the receiving production there. Um, on teams that you don't have Devontae Adams, I really like Jacoby Myers uh, as, as leverage there. Because um, I that offense again is so concentrated that you know it's usually one or two of of Adams and Myers uh, going off um, this year with Jimmy G. Now I will say if Jimmy G doesn't play, if it's Hoyer instead, then that obviously changes everything. Um, I probably at that point won't even play Adams at all because uh, I, I just don't have confidence in in Hoyer to be able to you know feed Adams twenty catchable targets. 
Uh, it may be only 10 catchable targets at that point. So um, at that point, you know, Chase saw 15 targets last week. We mentioned Tennessee, you know, you throw the ball, throw the ball on them. You don't run on them. Um, T Higgins in the same breath is, is a little bit cheaper than Chase. He's interesting. You have to have interest there. Um, San Francisco, if one of Ayuk or Debo's out, I have interest in the other, whichever one plays. Um, if they both play, I'm out on both. Um, and then if one sits, you just play the other one and you also play George Kittle is usually the rule. Um, moving down the list, I think Olave is interesting uh, with Jameis Winston at QB probably. Uh, Olave was peppered by, by Winston, you know, to start the year last year. And, and Winston, we know is not afraid to, to push the ball down the field on uh, Tampa Bay is actually supposed to be without, I think two of their starting cornerbacks. So both, what is it? Jamel Dean and was it Carlton Davis on the other side? Um, so both of those guys are, are what's looking like should be missing this game. So it's kind of big for, you know, Olave and, and Winston, their, their downfield connection. So, um, I think Olave is going to get overlooked and, and I definitely have a ton of interest there. Uh, we mentioned Stafford at the start of the show. Uh, you have to have interest in these Colts or in these Rams guys against the Colts. Atrocious pass defense. Uh, Puka Nakua is only 6.7 K uh, and Tutu Atwell is, a, is cheaper than he is um, at 5. Uh, 5.5 uh, there against Indy. So both of those guys you, you have to have interest in. Um, you can play both of them with Stafford. You can play Kyron and one of those two with Stafford. Uh, so really you want just two of those three big Rams guys. It's Kyron, Kyron Puka and Atwell. Uh, if you're playing Stafford and, and even if you don't play Stafford, you can still play, you know, Kyron and one of those receivers, uh, because of how consolidated their offense is. Um, we mentioned the Houston guys as well. I have interest in Nico Collins at 5,100 against Pittsburgh. And I have interest in Tank Dell at 4,600, that is, again, just a misprice. Uh, Tank Dell should be priced above 6K. Um, I will continue to play Tank Dell uh, at, at his current price, and I think he's just an absolute free square. Um, so I'm going to continue to play him. $4,600 Tank Dell. I am absolutely on board for that. Um, I have interest in Thielen. If, if Dalton were to play, I'm not as interested in him with, with what it sounds like um, Bryce Young is going to play this week. So... It's a, I could see Thielen getting steamed up to being really popular this week because of his last two weeks that he's had. And also it's the revenge narrative, right? Against Minnesota. So I could, I could see Adam Thielen becoming one of the more popular wide receivers on the slate. And if that happens, I am definitely out on that. So, um, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty straightforward for me. Um, at wide receiver again, it's again, it's just a pretty straightforward slate, you know, the the Vegas and Chargers guys, you know, with Mike Williams out, you can play Palmer. Um, Quentin Johnson's interesting. Um, even Gerald Everett at tight end. We haven't got to tight end yet, but um, Chargers and Chargers and Raiders, pass catchers, the Bengals, the Rams, the Texans, and that's pretty much where I'm gonna. And then the 49ers, if if one of those guys is out, that's pretty much where I'm gonna live this week. So. I mean, I don't really need to go into the top guys, obviously, whether it's Tyreek, Just Jefferson, even, I mean, Diggs, Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, all of them are in really, really elite spots this week. Um, but if you, like, when, once we start getting down a little bit lower, you know, you kind of talked about a little bit about but Michael Pittman, I think is a in a really, really good spot. This is a wide receiver that is a 30% target share. 
he has the fourth most total targets uh, among all wide receivers. He's also 11th in market share of air yards in this offense. And so those are all really positive things we want to see. He's seen 11 or more targets uh, in each and every week that he's played so far to start the season. So I do love that for Michael Pittman. We know he's going to see a heavy target share. And for a wide receiver that you can count on that only being $6,500 in a, in a really good matchup against the Rams, I think that Michael Pittman is an easy play if you want to pay down a little bit and avoid the top tier wide receivers. Uh, Gabe Davis continues to you know have a, a, a little bit better of a year. Last week wasn't as good, but he did score a touchdown. But Gabe Davis, if you're wanting to get a little bit cheaper and get access to this game, is, is definitely – somebody that you can take a look at. You brought up Jacoby Myers, and rightfully so, because Jacoby Myers has been absolutely he, – he's been fantastic uh, so far in the first two games that he's played so far. He has a 31.4% target share, which is second most among all wide receivers so far to start the season. He's also 15th in market share of air yards on this team, fourth in yards per route run, seventh in yards per team pass tip, and seventh in weighted opportunity rating uh, so far this season. So he has been – Fantastic. It's been pretty much a funnel between Devontae Adams and Jacoby yep. Myers when he's on the field. Uh, and so in a matchup that they're going to have to throw the ball because of you know who you're playing on the other side in the Chargers. So I do think Jacoby Myers is in a really strong spot. And again, I think he is somebody that we could look at that is being a little bit underpriced at, in his own right because he's still, what is he, 5,300, I believe, is where he's, he's being priced at right now. And so... Uh, yeah, 5,500, excuse me. Uh, so, yeah, right around that price right yeah. there with Tutu Atwell. And so I think he's a strong play. Cortland Sutton, $5,300. He was targeted 11 times last week. And, you know, and again, really strong spot against the Bears, even on any, some one-offs here if you don't want to pay up because I think Jerry Judy is $6,600. But Cortland Sutton, he's only $5,300 is another direction that you could look at here uh, in a really solid matchup uh, against the Bears. And then you you kind of hit on it, but so you have Josh Palmer and you have Quentin Johnston here at thirty seven hundred dollars and four K. I think those guys are going to carry some ownership here. But what I will say is, I think the biggest beneficiary from the Mike Williams injury is going to be Quentin Johnston, because if you look at Josh Palmer, he was already playing a decent amount of snaps heading into this. So you look at Josh Palmer on the year. Uh, you know, he's pretty much been running about 70% of the routes uh, on the season. And he's been seeing about a, a 20, uh, it's been about a 16% target per route run rate on the year where Quentin Johnson has not been. Quentin Johnson's only been running 28% of the routes, but he was, but he's being targeted on 21% of routes run on targets per route run rate. So that is strong. But I think that is where who is going to be the big, big, biggest beneficiary because Josh Palmer is already playing a lot of snaps. They run a ton of three wide receiver sets. And so I do think uh, Quentin Johnson at $3,700 is is probably going to play this Mike Williams type role, this bigger body option, red zone usage, end zone usage. And so at $3,700, this feels like a really strong spot to target somebody here against the Raiders. And so $3,700, so I'm wanting to pay down. And then you already mentioned – uh, a little bit, but Josh Downs coming off uh, his highest total yep. target total of the of the of the season, tra- targeted twelve times last week against the Baltimore Ravens, eight catches in that game, fifty seven yards. So at thirty five hundred dollars, he he feels like the cheap option that we should be looking at. Yeah, I like Downs a lot, and he's another guy just like Tank Dell. He Downs smashed in college at UNC, so um, he's another just talented receiver. Um, he seems to have taken over the number two role there in Indy and and he was getting targets, you know, when Anthony Richardson was playing too. 
Um, you know, the, the pass rate obviously went up with Minshew compared to Richardson. But, you know, you could, if you're playing Richardson, I would definitely pair him with one of Pittman or Downs. But I almost side with just pairing him with Downs for the, the savings. And, you know, Downs is going to have a he's going to have a big game eventually. And 3,500, I mean, he can get you 20 points easy. So I, I like that call a lot. Yeah, and uh, lastly, Calvin Austin as well, $3,300. He has seen uh, in his first three starts, it's six, four, and six targets. Not that that's incredible, but um, that is still enough for a $3,300 wide receiver. You know, obviously Deontay Johnson is out. So he uh, on IR. So Calvin Calvin Austin has kind of filled some of this role here a little bit. He did have a pretty decent game last week, ripped off a 72-yard touchdown against the Houston Texans. And so – you're wanting to pay down a little bit, and you're looking for a cheap option. I think he's also uh, somebody we could be taking a look at here at his price. So, uh, other than that, do you have any other wide receivers you want to hit on? You want to jump over to tight end? I'm good. All right, let's go ahead and move over to the tight end position this week. And it is so we don't we don't have any Travis Kelsey, so that's always interesting. But you have T.J. Hawkinson at 65, Mark Andrews at 54, George Kittle at 51, and then. Uh, Taysom Hill at $4,500. And then you have Dallas Goddard at 44, Hunter Henry at 43, Tyler Higby at 42, Cole Komet is still at 4,000. I don't get why, but um, anyways. And then you have, past that, you have Njoku, you have Gerald Everett, who does have a questionable tag next to him, but he, he did not practice today. So he's now missed, uh, he's, not, he's missed practice every day this week. So if he were to miss, uh, we could be looking square in the face of a Donald Harham week. It was only $2,800. Yeah, and Parham's been involved even with all the guys healthy, you know, Mike Williams and and Everett. So um, I definitely don't hate that. If I will say if one of Ayuk or, or Debo's out, I'm playing George Kittle. He he smashes when one of those guys misses. So um, that will be my – it'll be Kyron Williams and George Kittle. Those will be my first two clicks if, uh, if we get a uh, – um, oh, and take Dell. Those will be first three clicks if we get, you know, one of Debo or Ayuk out. So I really like Kittle. Um, outside of that, I'm a, I'm a big believer in the role that Jake Ferguson has. Uh, I think at some point, you know, he's going to have a two touchdown game. The Cowboys have had re- a ton of red zone issues to start the year, and they're just not scoring when they get in close, but they're getting in close a ton. Um, I think that's going to change eventually. So um, Ferguson, you know, leads the team in red zone targets and, um, uh, is, is a heavy piece of what they try to do down in close. And um, he's, he's, he's a good, good chunk of targets on a weekly basis, even, even outside of the red zone. So I uh, definitely have interest in him. Uh, Goddard, you know, if you're not playing, I mean, it's weird not having interest in Philly, right. At all. But Philly's just kind of looked, you know, mid to me to start this year. Like they're not scoring as efficiently as they have. And and when they've been moving the ball, it's been the running backs. But I mean, Goddard against Washington at 4,400, like it just feels like a play that I should be interested in, but I'm not, I guess not as interested in maybe as I would normally be. I don't know. It's, it's a weird spot, but um, yeah, if, if, if Everett were to miss, he's got an illness, but if he were to miss you, you have to have a ton of interest in, in Parham there at 2,800. So it's, it's just a gross slate at tight end. <laughs> there's not many options. It really is. There's not a lot to like, there's nothing on here that just like, 
is absolutely stands out to me. And I'm just like, okay, elite play here, right? Like maybe Mark Andrews, $5,400 ads, he's expensive, but that feels like too cheap for Mark Andrews, what you typically would have to pay for him. Uh, he's been above 6K in both the other two games he's played this year. So, uh, you know, $5,400. But the reason we haven't talked about this game is because Cleveland has been absolutely elite. Uh, so far, yep. their defense has it's been fantastic so far to start the year. So I'm not really all that excited about that. But I do think somebody like Patty Fry, who's $3,400. You know, I don't think there's really a, like tight ends on here that you're just worried about. Like, oh, man, this this team's going to, you know, this guy could break the slate. And so for, for that matter, if that's the case, I'm just going to pay down a tight end and just move on. Like, I'm not going to worry about it. So like Patty Fry at 34, you already mentioned Jake Ferguson. He's definitely is too, especially with the usage that he sees inside the red zone. But, you know, both of those guys are cheap tight end options. And then, you know, like we already mentioned, Donald Parham is, is somebody. And then maybe maybe like a Chick Okonkwo. Uh The Bengals, uh, where you do want to target them is against uh, – they have struggled against the tight end. They've allowed the fifth most uh, DK points to the position. And so – but the problem is, is believing anything that's going to come good out of Ryan Tannehill because he's been terrible. But he but Chick Okonkwo, he's had opportunities. There's been a couple times this year that that Ryan Tannehill just completely missed him and what should have been a touchdown a couple of times. And so that is frustrating. But he's only thirty one hundred dollars. So I guess you, you could look there at, you know as an option, but past that, like I'm not really all that excited for anybody else that, that's really on the slate at the tight end position. I agree. Sad to see. Sad to see. This is just a gross slate. I mean, I'm just gonna be honest. <laughs> it's it is. It's. I mean, the 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 good the good plays are the obvious ones. They're all gonna be popular. But I mean, there's some things you can do to be different. So like, if everybody's playing Devontae, you can obviously play Jacoby Myers for savings. And um, I mean, there's ways you can be different responsibly. But I, I just would. It's just not a slate. I would just go off the too much off the board on it. Like play a lot of the good plays and just somehow figure out a way to try to be different with it. Yeah, I think just maybe just finding a couple, uh, even just a couple plays that are uh, that are different. Um, yeah, really I, part on a lot of people that play Keenan Allen are going to have Devonte Adams too, assuming Jimmy G plays. Um, but you know, maybe they don't have Jacoby Myers paired with Keenan Allen, so you know, you can be a little di- different that way. Yeah. So uh, let's just go ahead and move over to defense. I don't think we need to waste any more time on tight ends. And let's just scroll down to the bottom. That's where we always live. And anybody at the bottom really stand out to you? Maybe the Panthers, you know, against Minnesota at, at $2,500. Yep. Panthers at home against Minnesota. Um, Buffalo at home against Miami. I know, you know, Miami looks amazing. But, I mean, playing in Buffalo is definitely still tough to do. And Buffalo defense has looked really good um, to start the year. So The Browns then, at $2,800. Yep. The Browns at home against Baltimore. That's probably, probably, if I was just picking one, that's probably where I would go. Would be the Browns. I just don't understand. I know I know they're playing the Ravens, but like, why are they so cheap? I don't know. They're going to be popular though. That that'll probably be the the chalky defense there. Yeah. And then the Dolphins too. If you want to go in the other direction, Josh Allen does have a tendency to turn the football over too. So. Yep. All right. Well. I don't think we need to waste any more time. So let's, nope. uh, <laughs> we, might, we might get this done in under an hour. So let's go ahead and build this team for this week. Um, where do you want to start? Uh, Kyron Williams. All right. Oh, let's just have some fun. I'll lock in Puka. All right. Let's go. Uh, 
let's let's have some fun then. Let's go. Uh, let's go. A rich. All right. Well, if we're gonna do that, then I'm gonna lock in Pittman. All right. So we have forty hundred dollars remaining at running, but we we still need a running back, wide receiver, tight end, a flex, and a deep. Let's go. Let's go, Keenan Allen. I want to run that back with Jacoby Myers at fifty five hundred dollars down at the flex. Okay. I don't know if we'll be able to make that work because that running back is going to get real thin. But we'll just go ahead and plug in. Let's go ahead and plug in the Browns. We'll move them down if we have to. Who is the cheapest tight end that we could fit? Um, we didn't talk about. Oh, never mind. I mean, I I was gonna say Cole Turner for Washington because he saw like seven or eight targets last week with no Logan Thomas, but Logan Thomas practiced in full, so he's probably gonna play. Yeah. Um, I guess Chig probably. Ugh. If we did that, that leaves forty eight hundred dollars at the running back position. Who's that, Roshan? Yeah, you have Khalil Herbert, Samaj P. Ryan. Assignment like Roshan, Roshan's forty nine hundred. You'd have to you could, well, we could drop so let's drop defense to Panthers. It leaves you fifty one. It gives you a little more wiggle room. You can play your boy Pierce or Warren or Roshan. You know, let's maybe let, yeah, let's go Damian Pierce here. Um, at least at least we know his what you know what usage he's going to see here within this offense. This is so. This is like the ultimate. Like you just want to get different. You yep. want to play. You want to play the other game. We have no Bills or or uh, or Dolphins. Dolphins here in this one. So we have Anthony Richardson, Kyrie Williams, Damian Pierce, Puka Nakua, Michael Pittman, Keenan Allen, Akakwo, Myers. Panthers. This team feels really gross. To be honest, it it does feel gross. <laughs> like, I feel. Like, is this really what? I don't know. Do we want to try a different one? Because <laughs> this feels gross. No, it's a Millie team. Yeah, we're gonna. We're, all right, let's let's lock this one in. Leave no money on the table. This is the team we're running with here. Feels as gross as you possibly can get. But hey, this is what you're gonna have to do this week because everybody's gonna be playing the same two games That's right. for the most part. There's not a whole lot that stands out beyond this game, and that's that's what's tough, right? Like it's just it's 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 I don't know, but these game, but maybe these slates are fun because you dig a little bit deeper in, you find something, you find the edges that you can, and that's how you win a, a week like this, uh, right? When this where a lot of weeks you have like multiple games that stand out, this week doesn't really have that, and so really trying to find some edges uh, is definitely key here. So. Um, Let's see. There's there was like a one in here. Uh, Mark, uh, Kyron or Moss, both six K. I would prefer the Kyron side because I know his pass catching usage is is incredible. Yeah, and and Moss too. Uh, Moss should lose a little bit of volume and goal line work with Anthony Richardson back as well. Yeah, because those last two games, you know, Richardson left in the first quarter of the the one game, and then Minshew played the entire next game so you know the two moss games have been kind of a mirage of of what could possibly come once a rich is back yeah i the only thing i would be i am wondering is considering he's been hurt twice now off running the football do they try to make him a not a runner for a little while to get him to kind of keep no running? shot that's not what they drafted him for 
Yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see. I I, I could just see where maybe they they limit the design runs a little bit with him, but um. But he's so good. At, I mean, he scored two rushing touchdowns. <laughs> like, like oh for sure. That's I mean, if they if they're trying to win, they got to let him run. They have they have no choice. He's too All right. athletic. Alex uh, played Monty over Roshan. Have Pierce bench while Algier Roshan Spears. Sh- sh- should I bench Pierce for those options? No, I would no. Uh, Mark Josh Palmer viable with Herbert Allen stack absolutely yes, for sure. And then bring back with Devonta. Yeah, and or you yep. bring back with Myers or Jacoby too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you're wanting to save a little bit of money and be a little bit different, because I feel like that's how like most people are going to build right. Is if if you're gonna play if you're gonna build a Charger stack, it would be with obviously either Keenan Allen or Palmer or Quentin Johnson, and then you know bring it back with Devonte. But I do think Myers fit, fitting him in there fits nicely, and then I think maybe you could get a little bit different in other other spots. So, yep. yeah, it's kind of the way that I'm looking at it. Because so. if you go if you go Myers instead of Devonte, it might allow you to pay up at at the second running back position, depending on what the rest of your rest of the team shakes out to be, which could end up making the difference, right? Like if you get McCaffrey and McCaffrey and Myers instead of Devante and like, you know, James cook, you know, it could, it could work out. Yeah. I got a lot more, a lot more pouring over to do this damn slate, try to find some yep. stuff <laughs> because yeah. So anyways, well, let's go ahead and get out of here. It's uh it's been fun. Um, with this slate, hopefully, uh, there's definitely going to be some better slates ahead. Uh, hopefully, we get some better football ahead because some of these games so far to start the season have been pretty, pretty gross for the most Man, part. Start sit on Sunday is going to be fun with all these games. Yeah, uh, by Spears, fun, I mean, uh, stat, a stash over Kendra Miller. Yes, I would rather have Spears over Kendra Miller, honestly. Yeah, I think our our days of Derrick Henry are are numbered. Yeah, I think so too. He's he's a uh, he's starting to show his age a little bit. So um, I mean, when you use him as much as they have for the last five years, I mean, I, I'd be a little worn down too. Yeah, and he feels like uh, if they continue to lose the way they have, uh, they continue to spiral. He he feels like it very much could be a trade candidate that gets moved off yeah. to a different team because he's a free agent after this year. So it's definitely possible that he gets moved at some point this year, um, which probably wouldn't be crazy. So, anyways. That being said, uh, let's go ahead and get out of here. Uh, less than an hour is what we love to see. Uh, I appreciate everybody that's been rocking with us in the chat and asking questions. That's uh, also um, what we want to see as well. So with that being said, uh, let's go ahead and get out of here. I hope everybody wins some money this week. Hope everybody can, uh, you know, especially with this type of slate. Like I said, I think just getting a little bit different. I don't think you have to get entirely different like we did, uh, unless you're playing in like a big money field. But if you know, in smaller contest stuff. Definitely think you can kind of concentrate on these the, the two or three best games here on the slate and just trying to find some one-offs to fit in your lineup that are going to be a little bit contrarian, I think, is definitely the way to do this. Maybe build a little bit more of a cash-type lineup with a few different options here spread out is probably going to be the way to go here on this weekend games of slate because it is not good. So, anyways, said that enough. So, uh, anybody have a great night. We will see you again next week for week five. Uh, and if and if you are into redraft, I know this is a DFS show, but if you're into that, uh, we will be live on Sunday answering all of your redraft startup or redraft lineup questions to get you ready for the games on Sunday. So you can find us there on our YouTube. And there channel. is a uh, there is a London game uh, Sunday morning. Yes, so. Jacksonville Falcons. So yeah, so don't forget about that. 
That's yep. 9.30 Eastern time for those of you uh, setting lineups for Sunday. Imagine if you're a West Coaster, though. 6.30, you better have it set Saturday night. Yeah. I guess the only po- positive would be is that you the games are all over with at the end of the night, and then you know, you're able to just kind of uh, relax, and you don't have to like you know stay up until... Yeah. Because these games feel like, especially like the Monday night games, it feels like they've been going super late. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong on that. It just feels like even like the Sunday night games are going later than what they normally do. So those you East Coasters have it rough. We do. Yeah. So I'm, I'm right in the middle, right in the Midwest. <laughs> so it's not as bad. So, all right. Let's go ahead and get out of here. Quit wasting everybody's time. We'll see you guys on the next one. Have a good weekend. Let's win some money this weekend. We'll be back again next week for week five. Bye. You can tell me what to do. Know who you're talking to? Well, you better get used to the way the ball bounces. I see what you got, inventions and ounces. But that's a break, boy. You're a big man. <laughs> treat you like you're a little man. Don't tell me what it's like to be half a man. It must break your heart to see what I am. What? That's a break, boy. That's a break, little man. Break it down. Tell me what to do. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.